one. It's time to swing into the golf world of today. I don't think I've had this much fun on a golf show. The Pro Show with Keith Stewart, sponsored by TaylorMade. Terrific voice, and you have enthusiasm. Now your host, the director of fun. Give me that guy all day. He's the best. Keith Stewart. Good afternoon, and welcome to The Pro Show. I'm your host, Keith Stewart. Thank you for tuning in to ESPN 920. Well, we are live from the DMV watching the KPMG Women's PGA Championship. PGA Tour is up there in Connecticut, the Travelers Championship, and Live Golf just lives on. The story that just won't quit. It's the gift that keeps on giving there, Wade, much like the pro show, golf's most entertaining hour. Let it rip. Come on, bud. Can't stop addicted to the shindig. Chop top, it says I'm gonna win big. Choose not to like the imitation. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. What a life I lead. I'll tell you what there, Mr. Wade Weezer. I go from one amazing golf facility to another. And, uh, you know, sometimes I just have to pinch myself. Not not just that I work with you every Friday afternoon. Sure, sure, but, sure. But uh, the, the setting that I have this afternoon, I am on a veranda. You know, it's not often that that word no. really kind of <laughs> encapsulates you know, the, the setting, you know, people use... Ver- we don't say very often on the show, veranda. Well, yeah, it, well, that's true, you know, because usually I'm in the station. But, you know, some people say like, oh, let's meet on the veranda. And then you go there and it's like their backyard, right? But I am truly on a veranda right now. I'm overlooking the practice facility here. Uh, it's pretty cleaned out because the afternoon wave is out there for the KPMG. Uh, this place, congressional, just it's just unbelievable. It's, uh, it's pretty much like the White House of Golf. It's pretty cool. The, uh, the clubhouse alone is 200,000 square feet. Wow. That's great. Look, yeah, the- we're, 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 we are connected uh, due to the miracles of technology right now. But why am I looking at your face? Why can't you turn the camera around and let me see at least the veranda? Um, you know, that's a good point. That's a, I didn't think much of that. I didn't think that you'd want to look at me much. Yes, no, I, I guess the, we should the, do it if we want to be professionals. We have to keep it this way. Well, you know, um, actually, I probably should be staring at the wall so I get less distracted as we do this. You know, <laughs> something to think my about. My brain. Anyway, you know, um, hey, you know, we got to celebrate. And uh, it's one of those things. Last week was crazy. The country club, the U.S. Open. We forgot to talk about the fact that we had a winner, Brooke Henderson, down at the Jersey Shore. She killed it, came from four back on Sunday to win in a playoff and give Reed the line, their sixth outright winner of the year. But it doesn't stop there, Mr. Wade Weezer. The U.S. Open and Matt Fitzpatrick has now given us our seventh outright selection of the year so in less than six months we've picked seven winners four on the pga tour including a major champion and three on the lpga tour come on man i mean what do you got for me not even one sound effect nothing i do have something there we go i apologize for not being prepared for that i was on the wrong page of my computer well okay fair enough fair enough no you are uh, you are the best but um no there's no excuse no excuse no excuse we're having fun, man, and I'm and I'm feeling strong. Whether it's the travelers that I mentioned in the opening, where the PGA Tour is, or down here at the KPMG, we've got some great selections again this week, and some unbelievable content there in the newsletter. Everybody's loving it. The industry is reacting. People are reaching out to me, whether they're members or they're just you know folks in the industry, and everyone's just just loves the fact that we're you know we're kind of humanizing golf betting we're making it into something that feels much more like what they do on a saturday or sunday when they're playing golf and they're betting with their friends or their wives or you know just their group on a 
you know, a weekly basis and they're doing the things that they love to do in golf. And, you know, we're bringing that to the main stage in all of golf. And geez, I've been on the main stage for these past two weeks and it's just been killer. And speaking of someone on the main stage, we have a repeat guest today. She qualified for this event last year. Her name is Elisa Rodriguez. She's a PGA associate out of Austin, down in Austin, Texas, out of Balcones Country Club. Uh, she also plays part-time on the Epson Tour, which is the feeder tour for the LPGA. And uh, she's going to stop by in just a little bit. And um, we are going to chat with her about her experience here at the KPMG Women's PGA Championship, mm -hmm. which is pretty cool. And Absolutely. speaking of which, we got to get we got to get into round one because it was a historic day yesterday here. Inji Chung, who has won a couple times, three times, uh, in fact, on the LPGA tour, but two of her wins have been major. She's won a U.S. Open in 2015, and she won the Evian in 2016. But we haven't heard from her a little bit. Well, boy, I, I tell you, did we hear from her yesterday? She shot 64 on a brutally tough day here at Congressional. Uh, the golf course played really long. There was all sorts of complaints all over Twitter and everything. Uh, she shot 64, and she has a five-shot lead going into this morning. Now, the ladies are out there doing their thing, and they're going on and on. But I tell you what, I mean, what she did yesterday in, like, a Scottish mist, it was cold, it was damp, and, I mean, she had nine birdies in 18 holes. She birdied wow. half her holes. Uh, ended up with a five-shot lead. Some notables in the field. Uh, I walked with Nelly. Well, I walked with NG a little bit when there was a buzz going on. I said, well, i got to go check this thing out because I've got to write an article for PGA.com. And um, I mean, she was just unbelievable. From, from 175 to 200 yards, I got this insight this morning from the KPNG guys. Right. But her proximity to the hole was 9 feet 6 inches in that bucket. Okay. And now we're not talking about like, you know, Roy McIlroy hitting like a eight or a seven iron there, right? I mean, 175 to 200 yards for these ladies is far. Nine feet, six inches. I think she had uh, seven shots yesterday from that range. And she made birdie on all but one of them. And, wow. and the, the LPGA average is 41 feet Wow! for that for the season. 41 feet. And she was under 10. Yeah, that's why you lead by five, Wade. You know, I mean, and I and I tell you, I was blown away by her. I've been blown away by this place. The last time I was down here was 2011 to watch Rory win the U.S. Open, and they've taken out like 3,000 trees. This place is just absolutely immaculate. And to go from the country club last week to here, it's just an embarrassment of riches for the pro show. I'm telling you, it's just it's it's so cool. Um, it was cool watching Nelly yesterday. Uh, Nellie Cord is back. She shot one under. She was playing with Brooke Henderson. She's one under. Minji Lee, one over. Lydia Ko, one over. Lexi had a huge following yesterday. She's two over. Um, I guess the biggest story of the, the day yesterday was the length. The ninth hole played. It's a par five, and it's uphill. And there were ladies that couldn't reach it in three. So they were okay. hitting driver three wood like fairway. I mean, it was uh, it was into the wind and it was misting, and uh, I mean there was all sorts of uproar. But you know, at the end of the day, it's a major championship, and um, get the job done. What do you want from me? You know, I I, <laughs> do I don't set the me? course up. You no. know, well, I didn't I mean, realize they were blaming I, you. <laughs> I tell you this much: we're certainly not going to ask Elisa about it. That's for sure. No, you no, know? please don't. I mean, no, yeah, because she had to. She had to. She had to play it yesterday, and right. uh, she shot four over. She had a good. She had a good first round. I mean, uh, she was right around the scoring average. I think uh, it was like three point eight strokes over par was average for the field, which one hundred fifty six players. That's pretty high even yeah. for a major championship. So it was tough. It was tough. I think uh, I always write this down. Fifteen players under par 
yesterday okay. out of 156. So uh, 141 are even or worse. So that's pretty tough. Yeah. Uh, a place where, where everyone is living under par, to steal a catchphrase from the PGA <laughs> Tour, is Cromwell, Connecticut, and the Travelers Championship, my friend, where Rory McIlroy shoots 8 under 62 to lead. And... I guess, you know, everyone says his motivation is really, you know, that he's now like essentially the mayor of the PGA Tour and the official spokesperson. So he's got to go out in every tournament and either be leading or, you know, contend to lead. But um, it's pretty inspiring. So he and JT Poston shot 62 yesterday, eight under par. Uh, Those guys are in the middle of their second round getting their job done. You had Xander at seven under, Martin Laird seven under, three at six under, including Webb Simpson and Patrick Cantlay. Um, who, by the way, and we'll get into this in a minute, he gave a really awkward press conference this week when he was asked about going to live. He's like, well, you know, uh, there's people that I have that kind of deal with those conversations, and I don't. (laughs) And then the follow-up was like, but... Like, don't they talk to you about that conversation? See, answer the previous uh, question. (laughs) Yeah, it was was so awkward. Now, maybe maybe he's just not very good at press conferences. But in that case, he should have those people write answers for him. Right, Um, have them do the press conference. Oh, well, he he does have to sit there and take it, but, yeah. you know, um, he could deliver it better, that's for sure. Uh, tied for 33rd place, you've got number one golfer in the world, Scotty Scheffler, even par with Sam Burns at 70, so you got 69 players after round one, under par. Uh, Jordan Spieth, obviously, I don't know if he stopped on the Mass Pike going from Boston down to Connecticut, but uh, <laughs> something happened. Uh, he shot five over par yesterday, which was... You know, a lot of people were, I, you know, I wasn't big on Jordan this week. I didn't think the golf course was a good fit for him, but a lot of people were big on him. And he's played great this year. He's won. Uh, he's he's leading in a lot of statistical category, you know, top 10. He, I mean, he's playing like Jordan Spieth. He's doing his thing. Uh, but yesterday, you know, he was 37th at the U.S. Open, which is a good U.S. Open. It was a tough test up there at the country club. And uh, yesterday's 148th. He was five over par. I don't know. Mm, wow. I don't know. Wow. Maybe. You know, maybe Liv sent him a deal for like two hundred million, and he just was upset. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, but the the Liv story lives on, my it friend does. Wade Weezer, because you know one one of the most uh, unbelievable voices in all of golf, the person you would never want to have be your spokesperson for anything, whether it be a brand or whatever. <laughs> Brooks Kepka, um, Captain Direct, he uh, he jumped ship, and he is no longer with the PGA Tour. Uh, after being uh, hypercritical of Phil and his obnoxious greed comments and everything else, he has decided that um, he believes in, in obnoxious greed himself, and uh, he's going to take like $100 million and he's going to go play for the Live Tour uh, when they come back for their second edition in Portland, which is uh, a week from now, so that... This thing's only getting heightened, and uh, since the last time we've talked, you know, now we have the addition of Bryson and Patrick Reed. I think it's funny. They only have 48 guys in the field, and Bryson and Brooks are there, and they hate each other. So, Uh, How are they possibly making money with all these contracts? Um, I don't know. I think they produce oil over there. Um, and if you, and if you've noticed the price of gas, maybe that would, yeah, I, that's a, that could be something to do with it. So wait, wait, well, what I you're mean, saying okay, is she, the price of gas in this country is directly related to live. It, it's that's just a, something I heard. Okay. It's just something I heard. Yeah. Just, that's a new thing. I yes, like that it has theory. I like with, it. It has everything to do with Phil's contract. It yes. Just, um, I mean, at least we can blame it on something. Absolutely. Instead of like what we normally hear. Yeah. It's. Uh, I mean, if we, boy, we got off the tracks quick there. That was that was that was pretty good. Um, yeah. So uh, Abe answer a couple other guys, and uh, you know, you bring up a good point though. You, you know, we start talking about the coverage of this thing, and um, nobody's really nobody really watched the first one. Um, it was on YouTube, 
and their website. It, it didn't crash at any one point, which I think was pretty good. Uh, yeah. But they only had like 90,000 people on the first day. And by the Saturday, it was down to 60,000 people. Now, people, you know, folks, um, we're talking about the women's major championship, the KPMG this weekend down here at Congressional. And, you know, we're getting, you know, TV coverage over the weekend is going to get a million viewers. Right. You know, which isn't which isn't huge. Um, you know, the men would probably get five times, you know, it, a lot more than that. You know, they probably did last Sunday with that great finish. Matt Fitzpatrick, win number seven, just throwing that in there. Um, and uh, so, you know, at the end of the day, 90,000 people kind of checking something out isn't really. And, you know, I keep saying this over and over again. Fans will ultimately decide what happens here. They're Mr. Wade Weezer. Yep, you know yep, it, yep. and I know it. And nobody cares about. I mean, I don't, and I love golf, and I'm into golf, and I know you are too. I, you know, I've won, I've won you over, but nobody <laughs> cares about millionaires making more millions. You know, right. so unless we're going to get like their celebrity housewives to like battle with one another, uh, nobody cares. Which you know? isn't like, off the table, the by the way. The day. <laughs> well, they've got the money to buy that. You know. Could you imagine? Could you imagine? Oh, now now we've come up with something. Could you imagine Paulina? You know, uh, DJ's most recent. Yes, yes, yes. I shouldn't say it, but Paulina Gretzky, his wife, the most recent marriage they just had, and then uh, of course Brooks and Jenna Sims. But you know, there would be a huge power struggle. But that would be something. That That would be some must see TV. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, people would bet on that more likely than they will on live. You know, <laughs> right. nobody nobody wants to watch. I mean, could you imagine Paulina and Jenna Sims in a uh, like Bravo jumps in there and uh, what's that guy's name? Andy something or another. Andy, yes, yes, yes. Anyway, yeah. So, could you imagine those two just being followed by like Netflix or something like that? Or Bra- well, Bravo? And they and, always uh, have the uh, yeah, they, just, they always have the after show too, where they talk about everything that happened. So, what was it like when well, you were on the hall there? Well, you got to on the after show. You got to have Brooks and DJ. Wait, this is know? our idea. This is our idea. Anyone who's listening, Andy, you cannot have this for free. Yeah, well, I'm in DC. I'm going to get this patented as All soon right. as we're done with the show. Very All good. right. We're, yeah, I mean, this we're actually. You know what? This is we we have some good content today. This is pretty we'll good. You know. Uh, speaking of content, Jay Monahan uh, came out and he did a press release or a press conference, and there was a press release from the PGA Tour in reaction to all of this. And um, there were some words thrown around like. Um, you know, monarchies and such that, you know, we can't compete. He goes, if we want to get into an arms race with another monarchy, he goes, we're going to lose. That was a great line, I yeah, thought. That was a good line. Like, we don't have, the PGA Tour does not have billions of dollars. You know, it, it, folks, it would be no different for the NFL. They don't have billions of dollars either. Um, it, you know, I, I, I don't envy that guy's job right now because it's just nonstop. I mean, even this week where we are here covering the LPGA Tour and not the PGA Tour. I mean, last week it was just in every conversation. But even this week, it's it's a lot. It's right. a lot. You know, it's just it's front of mind for everyone. And, you know, Jay came out and they are going to make some changes to the schedule. And they are, they are going to add money to the purse. You know, you're not going to convince anyone that's not reactionary to what's going on. But it's good for the golfers. And uh, hopefully we can get past all this because I just love golf's popularity right now. And we've got to keep it going. And um, one of the people that is extremely competent at keeping golf's popularity, uh, much like you and I, uh, going in the forward direction, that's our really good friends there at the New Jersey Golf Foundation. The charitable arm of the New Jersey PGA section is committed to positively impacting lives and communities through the game of golf. The foundation recently opened the Inspiration Golf Range located on the Lions campus of the VA New Jersey Healthcare System in Bernard's Township. The multi-purpose facility, which is open to the public, will host golf programming for youth, veterans, and individuals with special needs. 
To support the foundation or learn more about programs and special events, please visit njgolffoundation.org or call 732-465-1212. Quarter past three here in Washington, D.C. Thanks for listening to ESPN 920. We'll be back in a moment with KPMG competitor, Elisa Rodriguez. Can't stop addicted to the shindig. Chopped up, he says I'm gonna win big. Choose not a life of imitation. Deshaun Johnson, Jay Williams, and Zubin Mahente. All NFL players get paid a lot. You're not going to get paid more than me, though, because I'm the guy when it comes to clearing it out. Y'all take care of me. Spoken like a true wide receiver. Way to go, Roscoe (laughs) Jenkins, team of me. His name is first on the show, so we get it. You know, we get it. Me, Sean, as they like to call me, for those that don't know me. But anyway. Deshaun, J. Will, and Zubin. Weekday mornings at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio or streaming live on the ESPN app. The New Jersey Golf Foundation. The charitable arm of the New Jersey PGA section is committed to positively impacting lives and communities through the game of golf. With a focus on three core pillars, youth, military, and special needs, the NJGF delivers dynamic programming led by PGA professionals. So individuals from all backgrounds can experience the game of golf in a welcoming environment. An exciting new development is coming soon as the Inspiration Golf Range on the campus of the Lions VA Medical Center in Somerset County will serve as a new golf training facility for Special Olympics New Jersey, as well as the new home site for the PGA Hope, a rehabilitative golf program for veterans. To support the New Jersey Golf Foundation or learn more about programs and special events, please visit NewJerseyGolfFoundation.org or call 732-465-1212. That's NewJerseyGolfFoundation.org or 732-465-1212. Time to get back on course as the Pro Show continues. Great show and great questions. Once again, Keith Stewart. Welcome back to the Pro Show. I'm your host, Keith Stewart, and you're listening to ESPN 920. Last year, she joined us prior to her first major championship playing experience. Well, Elisa Rodriguez qualified for the KPMG Women's PGA Championship again, so I had to have her back. Her year has been a fast-paced one. From Austin to the Epson Tour, and now a second major, there's no doubt she works hard for the money. Oh, am I excited. Out here at Congressional Country Club, I have a contestant for the KPMG Women's PGA Championship. None other than Elisa Rodriguez. And if you all remember her from the pro show last year, she qualified to play down at the Atlanta Athletic Club. This year, she's back. She qualified to play again. She's one of the eight LPGA slash PGA professionals. Nine? Nine. Sorry, I'm being corrected as she sits with me right here. You can hear her chuckling. So, Elisa, uh, it's so good to be with you. I'm so happy the whole pandemic is officially over. We could sit together and we could talk about your experience this week. How are you doing? Welcome to the Pro Show. Yeah, thanks for having me. You know, I'm so excited that we finally get to do this in person instead of our little Skype call last year. Oh, uh, this is this is fantastic. And uh, just for a frame of reference, everybody, so don't call me out on this. We're talking on Wednesday afternoon. She hasn't started round one yet. So this is a prep talk and uh, it's a pep talk on my end because um, not not that she's not a positive person but I'm gonna try to give her we'll try to give her a little inspiration today and check out how things are going this week leading up to the contest at Congressional uh, speaking of Congressional this is the first time you've been here actually the second time the second the time, second time. Uh, um, second time since the transformation yes or well no first or well third time actually third, third time. time okay um, 
second time since the transformation. Okay, so after the transformation, because um, it really doesn't matter what it was like beforehand yeah. because it's not like that yeah. anymore, <laughs> but uh, what was your first impression of the property? Oh man, it's beautiful. It is beautiful. There's not a grass that is out of place. It's so pure. It's so open compared to how it was before. That's true. But man, this it's tough this week for sure. It's tough. All right, well, we'll get more into that in a second. Um, anything about this place surprise you? I mean, was it the lack of trees or, you know, what when you came that first uh, second time it sounds like uh, after the transformation when you showed up I mean it could have been the lack of 3,000 trees but overall I mean you were obviously playing the golf course anything about this place surprise you as you prepare for you know this major championship I mean I feel like there's not a hole that you can kind of just say is pretty easy it's a shot makers course I feel like you have to be very strong off the tee um, we've been picking some good lines off the tee and um, just trying to make sure I get in the fairway because those greens are tricky depending on where you are on the green. Yeah, I've, I've heard a lot of talk. I've only gotten on the property here on Wednesday and already everyone's talking about the greens. <laughs> yeah. And how am I going to lag putt these things? Yep. And like, I don't know what Augusta National is like, but if it's like this, it must be hard. Um, <clears throat> you seem like a social media person, mm -hmm. right? You're yep. very social. Uh, let's play the Instagram game. Okay. All right, so we're going to go, we're going to go to last year, Atlanta Athletic Club, uh -huh. you know, let's talk about what were your feelings walking into your first major championship? I mean, I was so nervous on the first team. <laughs> It was just something I hadn't experienced before. It was just the grandstands, all the spectators. Like growing up, I never, well, I started golf late in the game, so I didn't play any USGA championships or any, any big college events. So last year's KPMG was pretty much my biggest event I've ever played in. And to just kind of step on the course and just everyone clapping, it was just, it was very nerve wracking for sure. All right. But you, your game was in good, good form. You it made was, it to it a major. Was, yeah. No, it, was, it could have been better. Okay, could, it could have been, been better. better. All right, we can discuss a little bit more of that. Now, so the Instagram game, how about now? How? Tell us about present day. Completely different mindset going in this week. I mean, we're not just trying to have, well, of course, we're still trying to have fun, but this week I definitely feel like my game's good enough to make the cut. It, well, you know what? I mean, let's talk about the way you got here, yeah. right? You won to get here. So mm -hmm. I, I mean, I certainly, I, I can't counter that statement. All right. So take me back. I think it's about a year. Mm -hmm. um, what was the tournament? And uh, I believe you were medalist. You won it, correct? Yeah, it was the LPGA National Championship. So it was all the professionals in LPGA or the um, PGA professionals. So yeah, I was playing really good. It was end of July, um, right before Q school. So just to get that win and kind of put everything together going into Q school the couple weeks later was just so good. Kingsmill, five mm -hmm. under par, Kingsville. right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, shot 70 on the final day. Yeah, had a little mishap on the last hole because I was like, wait, I'm leading, I'm winning, what? <laughs> but I mean, hey, we got it done. Wait, so okay. <laughs> you. You've qualified two years in a row. Mm -hmm. You're two for two, right? So, but you are human, right? Yeah. You have these feelings and emotions. Oh, for sure. So let's go back. So let's go back to that moment, if you don't mind, <laughs> right? Let's chat for, chat about this for a second. So you're on the 18th hole. Well, even before that, it was like 15. I had birdied. Um, 16. I had birdied. Oh wow. So yeah, back to back birdies. 17 was a tough par three, and um, the past two days before that, I had just hit terrible tee shots. So it was like. Can I just please hit this on the green? I was playing long, somehow managed to lag it in two putt, went into the last hole. I'm not the type that counts strokes, but at that moment I started counting. 
And um, Allie Knight, I figured out I was still three strokes ahead or two or three, and I was like, okay, I can still bogey. <laughs> it's fine. And man, I, that was best bogey I've ever made. <laughs> the most solid bogey. Nice three putt bogey. <laughs> of Elisa Rodriguez's career, right there. It, it, it happened. Um, yeah, because those are the types of events that don't necessarily have scoreboards. Yeah. Right? So it's word of mouth, and you're hoping correct. that the information you're getting is correct. And, you know, so you started the 18th hole with a three shot lead. Yep. And uh, I was just hoping, I was like, if I can just beat everybody in my group. It is what it is. Oh, on the final day, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you know, and, and you know what it is? Your second major championship. Exactly. And we're here at Congressional. Uh, who's here with you this week? So I saw your dad earlier, yeah, right? Dad, mom, brother. It's my first professional event he's seen me play in, so that was cool. And then my caddy from last year, Chris Taylor. Okay, and Chris you used to work with? Mm -hmm. or at uh, Topgolf. And uh, is he also your coach? He, or what, mentor, was it one point? Mentor. mentor, okay. He does a little, I mean, he gives me a lot of pointers so yeah coach but um i have another coach back in austin as well or a okay a couple, couple coaches <laughs> all right um you played today mm -hmm. uh how many holes did you get in before the rain we played nine you got all Stacey nine in. Lewis. uh oh it's stacy oh, lewis man you whoop her? what happened i mean hey it was a we should have played for a dollar or something it, it would have been a good match <laughs> oh yeah i like the sound of that right there i like that oh I, I can always tell from the first time we met that there's a little competitive fire there it was, it was you know. fun it yeah was, i mean just to kind of see how even she hits bad shots. Everybody hits bad shots. And oh, I yeah. think that definitely took some Come play with me. Away. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I feel like you'd beat me. No. <laughs> no, come on. <laughs> yeah. Who's playing congressional this week? I mean, I'll give you a stroke a hole. A stroke? Well, hang on. I don't need a stroke okay. a hole. Well, my dad does. <laughs> well, <laughs> all right. I know I look like I'm old enough to be your dad, but uh, let's put the dad jokes aside. It was our day on Sunday. A little respect. You Every know. day's your day. Uh, well, according to your dad, I, yeah, I, I I love his philosophy on Father's Day. Yeah, 365, 24-7. Yeah. <laughs> I'm down with that. Um, anybody else here? Um, so I have one of my juniors and her dad coming out on Friday. Um, Ruby and her dad will be back out. They How cool is that? They came out last year, so to have her back out this again or this year again will be fun. And you've been juggling a little bit lately, right? Yeah. You've been you've been traveling. Um, you know everything from you know uh, you know home is uh, just for reference, folks. And if you're wondering who that uh, joyful voice is that I have this afternoon live here from the KPMG Women's PGA Championship, it's Elisa Rodriguez, and she is one of the competitors who earned her way in one of the nine LPGA slash PGA professionals. And she calls Balcones Country Club in Austin, Texas, home, where she works with the PGA Junior League team, captain of the team. But she's also been out on the Epson tour, uh, tearing it up a little bit. Uh, tell me about that experience real quick. Man, Epson, Epson's amazing. Uh, coming in last week, we played a course that was very similar to this. So to kind of already have the, or playing a golf course with a lot of high rough was very helpful coming into this week. How is the, are you out on the back nine? How was the rough? It's deep. It's deep. <laughs> There's some places that your ball's just way stuck in there, especially around the greens. Um, fairways, I mean, you have to miss pretty bad to hit it in the rough, but you know, fairways and greens tomorrow, that's all we're thinking. Fairways and greens. Well, you know what I tell you, last year at Atlanta Athletic Club, you started on the back nine, mm -hmm. you shot 74, but when you made the turn, you, bore, you birdied four out of five holes. I mean, you, were, you had a heater going, right? I had no clue what was going on at that point. <laughs> you, you were in a meditative state. I Pretty love that. Much. Yeah, you know, I, it, golfers are so funny. You know, I've given thousands and thousands of hours of lessons, and when they hit a good shot, I asked them, I said, what'd that feel like? I said, I don't know. I don't know. And as soon as they hit a bad one, oh, I can remember the bad ones, right? Yeah, for sure. Uh, preparation for Congressional Country Club. You already talked about the rough, obviously fairways and greens, um, seems like the obvious thing to say, but uh, one of the things that attracts my attention with what Andrew Green did in the redesign of this golf course is that there's like um, 
4.7 million bunkers out there. I mean, it's unbelievable. I, there's I th actually the number is like 127. Um, it's, it's pretty much an even split between Fairway and Greenside. Yep. But uh, how's the sand game? It's good. It's I mean, they've been watering the bunkers. I mean, they've been watering everything, I feel like, this week just to keep it in perfect condition. But I've had some very sandy bunker shots, and I've had some very hard panty bunker shots. Um, the cool thing is that they won't get stuck on the sides because they, you know, roll it. So that's nice. Oh, yeah. I love them. Yep. They do that for bunkers. That's the best. Um, you know, and for, you know, we're not far from the beach. Yeah. You know, so maybe that has something to do yeah. with it. I don't know. For, for a woman from Austin. I love the beach. Right. Oh, who doesn't <laughs> love the beach? I mean, I'm a Jersey Shore guy, but so I digress. Um, <laughs> I'm ours almost already getting the nod for, I know a break's coming up soon here from the producer, but uh, one more quick one, uh, prep-wise. Uh, bunker game on spot, mm -hmm. and um, we'll get, well, let's go with the greens. Let's go, everyone's talking about these greens, right? They've got multiple shelves yeah, and everything. It's like a 50-yard um, 50, 50 green. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I mean, three I, shelves. I mean, I've, I've I've seen it. Uh, what's that one? 14? 14. 14. Yep. Yeah. It's got three different shelves and you could put it from the back yep. tier off the front if you're not careful. I've had 120 into the green and I've had 180. <laughs> wow. All right. So, uh, so that, that begs a question and we'll get into this more after the break too, but, but just quickly, as you prepare for something like that, that really you don't normally experience, whether you're out on the Epson tour, you're back at Balcones, right? I mean, people don't have greens like this. This is a major championship venue, right? Yep. Um, how do you prepare for just that one specific thing? I mean, we, I've got a lot of golfers that listen, a lot, I've got a lot of coaches that listens to the show. And, you know, I'm sure they're all kind of thinking to themselves, like, how would I prepare? How, how do you, I mean, you're playing, right? How do you prepare to, you know, three putt avoidance or, you know, talking about all the different slopes and everything when you don't really have something like that till you get here on property? I mean, that's one of the holes that I've played, I think, three or four times already. Okay. So I've tried to take it as in, like, if it's in the back, that front shelf, just pretend it's not even there. If it's in the front, okay. that back shelf, not there. I've tried, today it was in the middle shelf, so I tried to roll it up a little, played a little extra club, roll it up, come back down. So it was just hitting different shots into that green, doing different putts from different shelves, chipping, just kind of spending a little more time on that one hole just to make sure I kind of, if I do miss, hopefully I won't. I'll, I'll still be okay. Well, I'll tell you one thing's for sure. We are not missing this week. I've got Elisa Rodriguez, and she's playing in the KPMG Women's PGA Championship. But you know what, though? Speaking of KPMG, I've got sponsors, too. So we got to hold tight for just a second. We're going to run to a break. Up next, more with Austin's Elisa. You like what I did there? All right. All right. Thanks for listening to ESPN 920. Mike Greenberg is... Greenie. Chris Paul is one of those guys whose numbers, if you look at them, are so good that they almost seem made up. You know, he was never on the best team all those years in New Orleans, wasn't able to go to the Lakers, winds up on the Clippers, then they fell short. But now here he is, the veteran presence on this otherwise very young Phoenix team. It would mean everything to his legacy. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, weekday mornings at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and watch exclusively on ESPN+. Plus. Is there a better feeling than winning a bet? Take it from a professional, a PGA professional like Keith Stewart. When it comes to wagering on golf, you need to know more than analytics. Stats are just a description of a player's habits. But what causes those habits to repeat? There are other elements you need to consider to raise your betting acumen. If you're the type of person who loves to learn and earn by wagering, then you must read the line. With an easy-to-understand newsletter format, in five minutes a week, you can bet with confidence, knowing the picks are made by a golf professional. Golf betting lacks an expert voice. 
Read the Line brings over 25 years of experience in the golf industry to every prediction. Players are not an exact science, and neither is betting. But when you consider the human element of the game alongside facts and figures, you'll be able to elevate your winning reputation. Go to ReadTheLine.com to subscribe, read, and win. That's ReadTheLine.com. you got a great voice for radio. Time to get back on course. Thanks for radio. I, I get a lot of that, too. As the pro show continues, once again, Keith Stewart. It's the Pro Show, and I'm Keith Stewart. Welcome back to our conversation with Elisa Rodriguez. You know you're listening to New Jersey's ESPN 920. I know our guest has the fever, so I had to spin this one for her. You know, Wade, we've officially reached summer this week. I love a good warm weather song. Hope everyone embraces our vibe today. Turn it up. Windows down. Let's roll. Summertime, baby. Well, I'll tell you what, it's hot out here at Congressional, but we both have a little Bieber fever, right? <laughs> Coming out of the break. Good job there, Wade, with the song. Now, back to Elisa Rodriguez here competing in the KPMG Women's PGA Championship. Elisa, we were talking just before the break about preparation for this event. And now this being your second major championship, but you've also been out there on the Epson Tour, and you've also been an accomplished player, qualifying, you know, winning the LPGA National Championship. So um, as you get these notches on your belt, right, what kind of advice are you giving to yourself? What are you learning along the way? You know, what did you learn last year specifically at Atlanta Athletic Club that coming into this experience that, you know, you feel just that much more confident about? I mean, I think the biggest thing was I hadn't really played distances that far, or the mini tour events that I was playing was a little closer up, um, not as lush grass. I wasn't getting that roll I was kind of used to. So going in this year, we've been practicing a lot of longer irons, um, fairway woods, making sure they're a lot straighter. And to kind of just see my game get better over the past year, um, getting more confidence off the tee, different shots around the green as well. Just feel like that's huge coming into this week. So. Just for those at home, the amateurs, right? When you don't have a shot when you're out on the golf course, you just take it to the place where you need to practice? Or are you doing that more on the range or a little combination of both? A little bit of both. A little bit just of both? kind of depends on the shot. Okay. All right. I mean, I, it's, it's easy to practice short shots around the green because they're all the same length. But then if you're playing a certain golf course all the time, and uh, do you ever play rounds with just like irons off the tee or yeah. just, you know, just something to work on your ball straight? Yeah. I mean, when I go out and play at Balconies, instead of like tipping it out and playing the back tees because it's not that long, I'll play off the green tees, might just hit like a foreign off the tee, just trying to play each hole kind of differently to have different distances going into the um, green just because I play it so much. We, we like to switch it up. You know, you seem extremely calm for the day before a major championship. And I'm not trying to dig in there for any specific reason, but I want to give you a compliment because um, you seem, you know, relatively self-assured. And I know last year when we spoke, right, there definitely was a little bit more um, anxiousness in your yeah, voice yeah. and a little bit, I would call it more excitement. You're like, I wonder what's going to happen. Now that you know what's going to happen, right, it definitely seems like you are a little bit more content with where you are and what you're doing, mm -hmm. right? Um, what has been, was there a moment that kind of led to that? Was it this last year or has it been just the year itself? I mean, what's led to that? Because you definitely sit here self-assured. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's a little bit of everything. That win definitely helped. Um, playing well at Q School helped. Came up short at stage two, but I wasn't hitting the ball as good. 
Um, and then I had a hand surgery in November. So I haven't really, or at the beginning there wasn't really playing good golf, but this past month or so, it's finally kind of, finally put it all together. Um, I feel like I'm hitting everything good. I feel like I'm putting good. Um, just the mental mistakes mm-hmm. are just getting to me sometimes or I'll just lose focus and just, ooh, there goes one. But it's just, I feel like now that I have that one under my belt and I'm mm-hmm. not nervous doing the interviews or all the social, the media stuff, it's just like, yeah, I'm trying to have fun, but now it's, I feel like I can do it. Well, you're old hand at this, you know, <laughs> pro show stuff. I mean, it, this is the minor leagues and you have that covered. There's no, there's no doubt about that. I, you know, I think about last year's experience and now you're showing up again. Has anyone recognized you? I mean, let's, I, I'm going to be a little bit of a fanboy here for a second. <laughs> have you, you know, do you walk out on the range and with somebody like, you know, hey, like, hi to you. You know, maybe they didn't know your name, but they kind of recognized you. Or I mean, other PGA members, yes. Sure. They've been like, oh, you're one of you're one of the nine. Mm-hmm. So nice to meet you. Good luck this week. Um, yeah, a lot of professionals that on that. Um, st- I'm trying to think. I had one person in a practice round. I was like, hey, can we have your autograph? You know who you are. I was like, you know me. It's <laughs> yeah. like just me. Okay, fine. But I mean, not yet. Not not a lot of groupies. I mean, my friends back home definitely are cheering cheering for me and posting oh, yeah. all my social media and stuff. So to kind of see all those all those members at Balconies as well get some recognition and all my juniors with the little um, the video stuff that they're posting on social media, they're loving it. <laughs> oh, I, you know, I mean, well, I mean, this is a tremendous moment, mm-hmm. and now you've done it twice. Yep. So a lot of times the first one goes by like in a blip. Yeah, you know, it's just sure. like a flash. And then now you actually realize what you want to appreciate. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that's got to be really satisfying, right? Yeah, for sure. For sure. It's always a fun week. This, or Well, it was fun last year. It's been fun so far. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, you said practice round this afternoon with Stacy Lewis. Any other cool encounters on the range or, um, pra- you know, practice round yesterday or anything? I'm trying to think. I mean, I hit balls next to my girl, Jarena. We went to UTEP together. So, all right. She was there, chatted with her. Um, who else did I play with? So that must have been nice to see her, yeah. right? Obviously, she knows who you are, mm-hmm. right? And you know, you, you're, you're walking down the range. You said, "Oh, I'm gonna go," you know, "I'm gonna go hit balls next to her." And you know, I'm sure she gives you a knowing nod, yeah. just you know, uh, the validation. Yep. Uh, I mean, all of those things. You know, as a professional golfer, at one point in my life, you know, anytime you felt like you saw somebody you knew, or you felt like you belong, or you knew the golf course and you knew where to walk or park yeah. or do what the locker room was, uh, they all add to the moment. Oh, and the yeah, fact that you've sure. been here a couple times before, I'm sure, helps your situation. You know, yeah. we we talked a little bit earlier about you know you have a pretty pretty strong contingent here, mm-hmm. family wise, and you have a new person there that you kind of have to talk to, like your brother, yep. right? That's going to be part of this whole experience. Um, you know, I think that uh, at the end of the day, uh, what's your tea time tomorrow? Um, two, oh, two something. <laughs> we got to talk to Carrie about that. What's going on there? Two, oh, something. Well, right? no, I forgot. Well, I honestly thought it was in the morning because they posted them together. And then I was like, yes, two, oh, six and the, or nine, oh, six. And then I was like, wait, just kidding. It's at two, though. Right. I just know I'm going to be here at 12. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, yeah, okay. So you like a lot of warm up or? I mean, I like the afternoon tea times. I've definitely been getting used to Epson wise. I've had a lot of late afternoon tea times. So okay. last year I was like, I'm playing at two. You want me to do what? It was definitely interesting. But to already have that like idea of what to do when I have a two o'clock tea time, um, I like to have lunch or I'll have breakfast and then I'll 
either putt a little bit and then go grab a quick snack for lunch. I don't really like to eat a lot of food before I play. Mm -hmm. So I'll grab something light and then I'll hit balls. But when it's hot, I don't like to hit too many golf balls. I tend to spend more time chipping and putting on those late tea time days. So. Yeah, note to everyone that's listening, it's hot. Yeah, <laughs> very hot. We, we are very on this, humid. <laughs> we're on this wonderful veranda overlooking the practice facility uh, doing this interview. And uh, it's 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 a little Toasty. humid. It's mid-Atlantic. Yeah, yeah. we're wearing it a little bit, just a little <laughs> bit. Um, Golly, you're so grounded and you're so confident. Where does that come from? Mom, dad, a mentor? My dog. (laughs) I saw pictures of the dog earlier. Yes, uh, rock star. But it can't be the dog. I mean, where's it coming from? I mean, I think just I've seen a lot of these players out here. And I like, yes, they're amazing players, but I think I can be there at one point. I think it's just knowing that I have the game, I just need to put it together. And I think it's just the experience they have from playing at really good colleges, playing a lot of golf, a lot of practice. So I'm not too far off, I feel like. I just feel like I'm almost there. Like we're still, we're, we're not to the peak yet. We're still, we're still grinding, we're still getting there. So, I mean, and we're just out here having fun. Hey, I tell you, you know, you're complaining about 206. You could have been in the U.S. Open this past weekend. They're teeing off at 345. I know. I mean, those guys, I mean, go see a movie. I mean, what do you do? Know. You know, you're like downtown Boston and you're and you're walking around like the uh, Prudential Center and you're like, oh, look, there's Matt Fitzpatrick. He's shopping because yeah. it's 10 a.m. because he's got nothing better to do. Well, they had you know? our last weekend at our Epson event in Ann Arbor. We had an hour and a half rain delay. And I think our last tee time went off around four and they finished at like 8.45, And it was still light outside. I'm like, oof. That's a little too late for golf. <laughs> well, you know, this event, uh, speaking about late or early for golf, it reminds me of being a PGA professional, oh, right? Yeah. And the PGA of America runs this event. Kerry Haig is the best setup guy in the business. And if you think I'm kidding there, folks, they asked him to do the Olympics. All right. So when you're asked to set up something outside for the world, yeah. I think you're pretty good at what yeah. you do. Uh, he did a great job out there at Southern Hills. I mean, you get a playoff between two of the best superstars in the in the game and i feel like we're gonna have something similar to that this week and uh i think elisa may even be involved oh, in be that fun. in that <laughs> on sunday on the back nine coming down the stretch and we'll, we'll test that confidence oh, then but awesome. you know at the end of the day it's a cool story that some of your days you're helping kids learn to play the game out of balconies and then some days you're on the epson tour and then some days you're playing in major championships right um advice for young women right how do you balance some of that i mean I like to kind of think of it as kind of what they're doing. They're playing golf, they're playing sports, and they're going to school. So it's kind of the same thing. I have some juniors that are like, well, how do you practice if you have homework? And I'm like, it's the same thing. How do I practice when I have to come and teach you guys? And they've kind of looked at it like, oh, you just have to kind of move around stuff. So maybe that means not hanging out with your friends or not doing this or going to the mall or stuff. So it's just kind of picking your priorities and kind of trying to see what's more, what, what is more important to do at that time. Just, But then at the same time, you got to have a got to have a balance right now my thing to do to relax is paddleboard <laughs> my, group of, my pro- group of friends bought inflatable paddleboards so we go out there to ladybird lake and just take our little paddleboards and hang out the paddleboard thing it is very it's you can get into a little meditative state mm-hmm. out there yeah, yeah it's very rhythmic I, i'm a big ocean guy i can sit on the beach all day and just stare at the ocean yeah. i sleep with that noise at night <laughs> and have for years so to me in, in a lot of ways it's therapeutic so i, yeah. I like the paddleboard idea if you're not near the coast Yep. You know, which you're not there in Especially Austin. Especially find a nice little pond. But it's bad when it's like against the wind and you're just paddling for your life at that point. It's rough. <laughs> it's kind of... Good well, workout. <laughs> you know what, though? But mentally, it's great preparation <laughs> yeah. for a major championship. Yeah. Because, no offense, 
knowing Carrie and knowing this golf course and walking around and seeing it, right? There's going to be some uphill or, or some into the wind paddling for this sure. week, for, for sure. sure. <laughs> you know, uh, okay, so <clears throat> things are going great, right? Much like Atlanta Athletic Club last year, four birdies and five holes. So that's going to happen tomorrow, I right? I hope so. Uh, of course it's going to be, you know, <laughs> it just projected and it will, yeah, right? Exactly. That's your destiny. But um, when something goes wrong, right, how do you get back into this sense of calmness that you project? So it's tough. It is really tough. But um, before I, or I would say prior to April, end of April, I didn't have a caddy. My dad just was like, you're going to do it on yourself. You're going to do your own, push your own bag, whatever. Okay. We figured out that that was not the key to success for me. So he started pushing my bag on Epson. And I think it was just him talking to me even after like I hit a bad shot. Cause I mean, we're all going to hit a bad shot. So it was just him saying, okay, who cares? It's, you can, you can go chip this in. You can chip it close. It doesn't matter if you hit one bad shot, you're still going to have another shot after to make up for that one shot. So it was just trying to be more positive and less negative. Um, and even Max home has been saying that recently that he's mm -hmm. just been trying to be a lot more positive on social media and about everything and look at him. He's playing really well too. You know, I got to talk to him to do a piece for, uh, cause he's, um, one of the people that showed up last year for the national championship for the mm -hmm. PJ Junior League. Okay. And I, I got to have a brief conversation with him about his commitment to that. And it was it was a very interesting conversation of how, you know, he some of that came up and that's what made me think of it was that, you know, he said, hey, you know, how, how do you not have a po positive outlook on the game yeah. when you see all these kids out here? And moments like that that now I've been afforded in my career isn't just always the grind on the range, but like, like you captaining yeah. that PGA Junior League team, uh, yeah, you you might be thinking, oh, I need to be working more on my game or I should be working on my lag putting at this moment. But at the same time, you're working on the mental aspects of yeah. your composure when, you know, you're herding cats <laughs> and, and, and trying to put together a team. Um, but it's a cool goal, though. You know, I, I think that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a lifer in the PGA of America, mm -hmm. right? Um, have been, love it. And uh, whether there's, you know, shortcomings or not or whatever, you know, all, all things evolve. We're, de yeah. we're descendants of Darwin, right? Um, what do you like most about kind of the pursuit of, you know, being a coaching professional as much as being a playing professional? It's fun. It's definitely two different worlds for sure. I mean, teaching professional, you're more looking out for your juniors and your the people you teach. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yesterday, one or two of my kids were playing in this um, U.S. Kids State Tournament in Texas in Houston. And I was there, refresh, refresh, have to try and <laughs> see live. I mean, they don't have live scoring, so I'm just like, it's eight, it should be done. Why, why, isn't, why aren't the scores up? Or texting moms saying, how, how are they playing? And, or sometimes they call me if they're not, oh, I forgot how to hit this bunker shot, or it's sandier, what do I do? So it's just trying to balance them and help them out as much, because mm -hmm. I mean, I'm the same way with my coach. If I text them, I want them to <laughs> respond to me. Yeah. So kind of realizing that I have to be a coach and then be able to switch on that whole player aspect and come out here and not worry about them and f realize that they have to understand too that, hey, I'm doing this for a living, I'm trying to play. So a lot of my juniors and parents respect that. So okay. they're great. I have a great bunch. I mean, I'm really lucky with the position I am in. You know, sitting here with you, I kind of got a key to the kingdom right there because <laughs> I saw your face light up when you started talking about coaching them. those kids <laughs> and, you know, you're, you're chuckling now, whatever. But, but the instant you started talking about that in comparison to what it is you're trying to pursue yourself, um, I could kind of see that inner glow, yeah. which is kind of cool. So I don't want to dampen that inner glow, <laughs> but uh, you know me, right? And being on the pro show, one of the traditions is that my listeners love to get to know Elisa Rodriguez Yay. a little bit better, right? So <clears throat> I always hit everybody with a little rapid fire Q&A, oh but 
You're a veteran. I was terrible last year. What we do you can't mean? go down that road again, <laughs> right? Well, whether you're accomplished at it or not, I am not redundant, right? So we're going to play a different game. Okay. All right. We're going to do scared. a little would you rather. Oh, okay. All right. So really, it's a 50-50 shot. Um, I'm not saying okay. they're going to be easy, but. Would you rather play golf with Max Homa or Max Homa? Ooh, hard choice. Max Homa. Fun fact, All Max right. Homa actually hooked me up with some tickets to the Dell match play for my juniors. There you go. Yeah, I tweeted him and didn't expect him to he's reply. A good, he's, he's a, a good guy. dude. Great guy. Shout he's out a good to Max. Dude. He's a good dude. And not to get off on the live thing, but I thought it was funny the other day when he removed the PGA Tour from his Twitter account. And then he's like, I'm just messing with you all. And like, you know, the whole world was like, no, Max, don't don't go to the dark side. All right. We're going to do a little would you rather, everybody. All right. Let's, let's start with a, oh, maybe this is an easy one. We'll see. Uh, would you rather be able to see one week or one year into the future? Oof. Um, one year. Do I have to say why? <laughs> no, you just have to wait a year. It's, it's your choice. All right. Uh, would you rather win $100,000 or have a friend win a million? Friend win a million. We actually talked about this. If my friend wins the lottery, we're splitting it. All right. So I'm expecting her to give me, you know, half at you least. You have that in writing? No, I should though, right? Well, I mean, <laughs> if you cash, you know, I mean, they just doubled the purse to nine million. If you cash a serious check this week, don't oh, be surprised if that friend. Me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she's, she's coming in fast yeah. and furious. All right. Would you rather have Phil's last 18 months or Tiger's? Max Homas? Is that an option? No. No. <laughs> exactly. Uh, All right. Oh. Uh, a hard one. I get people with this one all the time. This is this is I my skill know. in life. I've never been good at anything, but you know. I mean, rapid fire. Would you rather? Making a good amount of money. I didn't yeah. say that out loud. But he's, <laughs> but he is he's Darth Vader. I mean, he's I he's like Voldemort, the name you can't a mention. A lot of people clapped for him though. This past they did. Season. You know, I was very surprised about that in Boston. That was kind of crazy. Yeah. It was it was. Uh, I, he was given a lot of thumbs up. Um, but I mean, like he honestly, he looks like a B cast member to Breaking Bad. Yeah. He doesn't look healthy, he, you know. I mean, he's, he still has calves, though. I'll take his calves. He does, does have calves. calves. <laughs> All right. Well, it calves. sounds like you're leaning towards Phil, and I, I, you know. I mean, I love Tiger too. This is a hard choice. Yeah, but, but who wants to go through what he went exactly. through? Exactly. I don't know. But he's on top now. But you got to remember, the last 18 months weren't great. They weren't great. Yeah. They weren't great yeah. for either. All right. Would you rather be forced to sing or dance to a song in front of a crowded room? Um. I mean, every time I do karaoke, I choose the tequila song where all you say is tequila. So I'll sing. I hate dancing. <laughs> all right. That, well, I, I'm choosing the song, then. that's for sure. Um, in life, would you rather have a pause or a rewind button? Ooh. Rewind, because then you can try again and again and again and again. <laughs> that's a god. That's a woman right there thinking about tomorrow's round, for sure. Yeah. Um, this week, would you rather hit every fairway? Or would you rather never three putt? That's a hard one. I think I'd rather hit every fairway because then hopefully I can get it close enough not to three putt. That's it. That's 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 Elisa. That's my that's my woman right there. I mean, she's thinking like just like a player. Like, how can I angle this so I can get both of my choices? Yeah. All right. Um, would you rather have someone see all the photos? on your phone or read all the texts? I have good photos, mostly of my dog or golf oh, or juniors I mean, playing then golf. A, then, you know, for some people, this is not an easy choice. <laughs> Let me tell you. I mean, my text messages aren't that exciting either. <laughs> all right. So which one are you going with? Um, 
dog photos? Let's or? do dog photos just because I think my friend Krista would be mad if I showed our conversations to people. <laughs> Fair enough. Krista, shout out right shout there. Shout out to Krista. Austin? Austin. Austin Friend. All right. Austin Fair friend. enough. Uh, would you rather have a personal maid or a personal chef? I mean, I have both. My dad. I don't tell him that. Oh. <laughs> oh. If you ask him. No wonder why every day is Father's Day. Right? If you ask him, he will say he's the chef and the maid and the chauffeur and the caddy. Like he already has it all on his resume. He's my best friend. Exactly. Yeah, you know, we were just talking to him earlier. You know, he, I almost felt like we were getting married. He like handed you off. He's like, "Who's this guy?" Yeah. You know, I'm like, "Oh no, no, Dad, this is the guy from the radio." Oh, okay, then. all right, it's fine. Uh, one more for you. Would you rather find your soulmate or your calling? I feel like I found my calling, teaching the youth. I like that. That's awesome. Who has time for soulmates? All about golf. <laughs> oh, wow. All right. Well, I appreciate this week. <laughs> yeah. Well, I appreciate that you had time for us then. Yeah. All right. Uh, Elisa Rodriguez, you are so infectious. And I tell you, um, keep smiling tomorrow. I'll try. There'll be moments where <laughs> you'll get tested, you. right? Yeah. Um, but I'll, I'll do my best to walk as many holes as I can with you. 2.06 start time. All right. So uh, the pro show will be out there cheering you on. Yay. Definitely. And uh, I can't thank you enough. Two years in a row coming on. Hopefully and uh, <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you have. VIP status, right? Perfect. You don't need a credential for the pro show, all right? Excellent. All right, it's been a pleasure being with you. Folks, we are fast approaching at this time, 4 p.m., which means the end of the pro show. So I'm going to jump to another commercial. Elisa, thanks for being with us. ESPN 920. The Max Kellerman Show. You know, there was no one there like, hey, where's that guy we just hired? He just stopped showing up suddenly 15 years ago. So he got away with it, 650 Gs. And now he's being sued. I don't know. I, you can't just not show up for work. But, but if he's not, like, doing anything fraudulent and they're just sending him the checks, I mean, why wouldn't he just deposit it in his account? The Max Kellerman Show, weekdays at 2 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Watch exclusively on ESPN+. Plus. The Stick and Act Challenge app is available now for iOS. Now, the Challenge app is like no other golf game out there. It takes the focus off of your final score and instead turns you around into a collection of challenges, objectives, and accomplishments. With more than 90 unique challenges to choose from, you'll never have the same experience twice. And if that's not enough, you can also challenge friends or strangers to see who comes out on top. Plus, with an XP system that rewards your successes, you'll be motivated to keep pushing yourself further. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out with the game, the Stick and Act Challenge app is the perfect way to add some extra fun to your golf game. Get ready for the back nine. As the pro show continues, once again, the director of fun, Keith Stewart. Welcome back to the pro show on ESPN 920. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. I'm your host, Keith Stewart. It's hot down here in the DMV, not just the temperature, but on the course as well. Speaking of hot, we're going for three in a row this weekend. Congrats to Matty Fitz for his win, and now our seventh. Ooh, I like this beat, man. This is a good one, Wade. You know, I'll put that podcast up this evening on all platforms. Amazon, Podbean, Spotify, etc. You know, you can listen anywhere. Like, if you were in the DMV with me, you could listen to this show at 920ESPNNewJersey.com. Just hit that Listen Now button. You know Fridays are tough, but we're not here together, Wade. That's right, Wade Weezer. All I do is think about you. <laughs> and I think about Read the Line from time to time. So go check us out at readtheline.com and on social media. All the live betting action will be there all weekend in the quest for three in a row. 
And as we get into this and as we get closer to 4 p.m. there, Mr. Wade Weezer, we got to talk about our friends at TaylorMade. I keep yes. winning on the golf course, and I'm not upset about that at all. And I don't feel bad for other people because you can go out and you can visit TaylorMadeGolf.com and get your own stealth driver. All right, here we go. Let's start with this one. Fostering emotions. In March at the Valspar Championship, Billy Foster boasted that he had caddied for 45 winners during his 40 years on the bag. It's quite a victory total, but it didn't include a single major. Asked by a reporter about his victory flags, the unofficial trophy for winning as a looper, Foster barked, I don't collect them. Never kept one. I have no interest in it. Ah. But that was before Foster finally had the bag of a major champion at the 122nd U.S. Open in Brookline, Massachusetts. Yes, he's the caddy for Matt Fitzpatrick. With watery eyes, Foster approached the pin and kissed the lower right corner of the flag at 18. This one was different. This one meant everything. I had a gorilla jump off my back. Not a monkey, but a gorilla, he told the Golf Channel shortly after he became a lot lighter and he had won his first major championship as a looper. I mean, we're talking about a guy who caddied for Seve. He's been around 40 years. He's done 14 Ryder cups there, Mr. Wade Weezer. Yeah. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, he said, the grill is off my back and I'm ready to celebrate tonight. And next week, I'll probably have a liver the size of a football. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, if his liver gets that big, it'll certainly be close to the size of his wallet after last week. No doubt. Yeah. How about this one? Murray lets it fly. My man Grayson Murray hit the headlines on Sunday at the U.S. Open, but not for the right reasons, maybe. This is the same guy that took on Kevin Na on social media. The controversial American was caught on camera launching his putter into the rough before snapping a wedge over his knee three holes later. He was criticized for his behavior on social media and with many fans calling for him to be disqualified. But afterwards, Murray took it to his own Twitter account and he doubled down as only Grayson Murray can do. I will never apologize wearing my emotions upon my sleeve. U.S. Opens are brutal. If this offends you, it's your problem. All right, well, Murray did. He endured a torrid week at the country club, finishing second to last of those who made the cut. But he did make the cut. A 76 on Saturday followed by an 80 on Sunday, meaning he finished 18 over for the week. But he still took home more than $36,000, which I think, Wade, he might need just for his club repair bills. Yeah, right. I, I, th- I kind of like that, though. That, that kind of like makes him... <laughs> You know, it humanize them to me when you get that pissed off. You just snap it. Hey, speaking of humanizing things, right? Mike waves his magic wand, right? That's right. Mike Wan, who's the CEO of the USGA, he went out on social media over the weekend. It seems the guys at No Laying Up were all over NBC's coverage of the Men's National Championship. And you know what? Mike Wan tweeted right back to them after they tagged him, and he said, I'm on it. We have the best sports production team in the world here with our partner, NBC Sports, who does the Olympics, the Super Bowl, etc. And if the amount of interruptions are problematic, we will work with our partner to do better. Well, you know, I got to give the guy credit. He did sit down with one of his sponsors on Sunday Night Rolex, and he gave us the last hour of coverage commercial free on Sunday. I still feel like they made it up in the hours leading up to mm-hmm. that in commercials. But, you know, if you ask me, Wade, at least it's a step in the right direction. And that's the weekly update for the week ending June 24th, 2022. And you know what? I just thank my lucky stars every week. How fortunate I am to be out here covering the game for all of you. 
You know, I love my listeners, but I'll get to you in a second. How about those sponsors, TaylorMade Golf and the New Jersey Golf Foundation? When it comes to next week on the Pro Show, we're going to take a quick break. We've been all over the map lately, and it's July 4th weekend. So the pro is going to enjoy his holiday, and I hope that you all do too. You know who else I hope enjoys their holiday? That's you, Mr. Wade Weezer. Thank you, sir. You too. All right. Well, you know what, folks? You enjoy your holiday as well. Now, before I go, I'm going to leave you all with one brief thought about intelligence. I believe the smartest people in the world see every day as an opportunity to learn more. I'm your host, Keith Stewart, and this is The Pro Show. Thanks for joining us for today's show. The Pro Show with Keith Stewart returns to the T next Friday at 3 on ESPN 920.